chapter 39 this chapter is about baba's knowledge of sanskrit his interpretation of a verse from gita construction of the samadhi mandir this chapter deals with baba's interpretation of a verse from bhagavad gita as some people believed that baba had little knowledge of sanskrit but by the interpretation of nana sahib sandorkar's query hemad ban refuted the charge in chapter number 50 and as it deals with the same subject matter it is incorporated in this chapter preliminary blessed is shiradi and blessed is dwaraka mai where shri sai lived and moved until he took maha samadhi blessed are the people of shiradi whom he obliged and for whom he lived there shiradi was a small village first but it attained importance on account of his contact and became a tirtha a holy place of pilgrimage equally blessed are the women folk of shiradi blessed is their whole and undivided faith in him they sang the glories of baba while bathing grinding pounding corn and doing other household work baba's interpretation nobody believed that baba knew sanskrit one day he surprised all by giving an interpretation of a verse from gita to nana sahib chandorkar a brief account about this matter was written by mr b v dev retired mamlatar and published in marathi in shri sai leela magazine volume 4 sputa vishaya page number 563 short accounts of the same are also published in the book sai baba's chatters and saying page number 61 and also in the book the wondrous saint sai baba page number 36 both were written by bv narsimha swami mr bv dev has also given an english version of this in his statement dated 27 9 and published the same on page 66 in the book devotees experiences part 3 by narsimha swami As Mr Dev has got first hand information about this subject from Nana Saheb himself we give below his version Nana Saheb Chandorkar was a good student of Vedanta he read Gita with commentaries he fancied that baba knew nothing of sanskrit text so baba one day pricked the bubble these were the days before crowds flocked to baba when baba had individual meetings at the mosque with such devotees nana was sitting near baba and massaging his legs and muttering something under his breath baba asked nana what are you mumbling to yourself nana said i'm reciting a sloka baba said what sloka nana said from bhagavad gita baba said say it loudly nana then recited the following tatvidi pranipatenya pariprashanya sivaya upadikeshaya ti nyanayam nyanani stavat darshanaya baba said nana do you understand it nana said yes baba if you do then tell me its meaning nana said it means this making shashtanga namaskar that is prostration asking the guru serving him learn what this knowledge is 
then those who have attained the real knowledge of the sadvastu will give you upadesha of knowledge baba said nana i do not want this sort of collected purport of the whole stanza give me each word its grammatical force and meaning then nana explained it word by word baba said nana is it enough to merely make prostration nana said i do not know any other meaning for the word pranipat than making prostration baba said what is pariprashana nana said asking questions baba said what does prashana mean nana said the same questioning baba said if pariprashana means the same as prashana why did vyasa add the prefix pari was vyasa off his head nana said i do not know of any other meaning for the word pariprashana baba said seva what sort of seva is meant nana said just what we are doing to you baba said is it enough to render such service nana said i do not know what more is signified by the word seva baba said in the next line can you read any other word in lieu of gnanam nana said yes baba said what word nana agnyanam baba said take that word instead of gnan is any meaning made out of the verse nana said no shankara bhashya gives no such construction baba said never mind if he does not is there any objection in using the word agnyan if it gives a better sense nana said i do not understand how to construe the by placing agnyan in it baba said why does krishna refer arjun to tadvadarshis to do this prostration interrogation and service was not krishna a tatvadarshi in fact gnan itself nana said yes he was but i do not make out why he referred arjun to gnanis baba said have you not understood this nana was humiliated his pride was knocked down then baba began to explain it is not enough merely to prostrate before gnanis we must make sarvasya shrakandi sharanagati that is complete surrender to the sadguru mere question is not enough the question must not be made with any improper motive or attitude or to trap the guru and catch mistakes in the answer or out of ideal curiosity it must be earnest with a view to achieve spiritual progress or liberation seva is not rendering service with a feeling that one is free to offer or refuse service one must feel that he is not the master of the body that the body is guru's and exists merely to render service to him if this is done the sadguru will show you what the knowledge referred to in the previous stanza is nana did not understand what is meant by saying that a guru teaches agnyan baba explained how is gnan upadesh that is imparting of self realization to be effected destroying ignorance is gnan removal of ignorance o arjun if dream and sleep disappear you are yourself 
it is like that as stated in geeta verses 18 to 66 is there anything different or independent in nyan besides the destruction of ignorance expelling darkness means light destroying duality means non duality whenever we speak of destroying dvaita we speak of advaita whenever we talk of destroying darkness we talk of light if we have to realize the advaita state the feeling of dvaita in ourselves has to be removed that is the realization of the advaita state who can speak of advaita while remaining in the dvaita state unless one gets into that state of non duality how can one know it and realize it again the sishya or disciple like the sadguru is the embodiment of nyan the difference between the two lies in the attitude high realization of sadguru and his marvelous superhuman sattva an unrivaled capacity and aishwarya yoga the sadguru is nirgun satchit anand he has indeed taken human form to elevate mankind and raise the world but his real nirgun nature is not destroyed thereby even a bit his existence divine power and wisdom remain undiminished the disciple also is in fact of the same swarupa but it is overlaid by the effect of the sanskars of the innumerable births in the shape of ignorance which wields his view that he is shuddha chaitanya as stated therein he gets the impressions i am jiva a creature meek and poor the guru has to root out these offshoots of ignorance and has to give upadesh or instruction to the disciple held spellbound for endless generations by the ideas of his being a jiva the guru imparts the teaching your god your mighty and opulent then he realizes that he is god really the perpetual delusion under which the disciple is laboring that he is the body that he is a creature or ego that god and the world are different from him is an ignorance inherited from innumerable past births from actions based on it he has derived his joy sorrows and mixtures of both to remove this delusion this error this root ignorance he must start the inquiry how did the ignorance arise where is it and to show him this is called the guru's upadesh the following are the instances of agnyan one i am jiva or creature two body is the soul or i am the body three god world and jiva are different four i am not god five not knowing that body is not the soul six not knowing that god world and jiva are one unless these errors are exposed to his view the disciple cannot learn what is god jiva world body how they are interrelated and whether they are different from each other or are one and the same to teach him these and destroy his ignorance is this instruction in nyan or agnyan why should nyan be imparted to the jiva upadesh is merely to show him his error and destroy his ignorance baba added 
pranipata implies complete surrender surrender must be of body mind and wealth why should krishna refer to other gnanis sadbhakta takes everything to be vasudev that is any guru would be krishna to the devotee and guru takes disciple to be vasudev as shri krishna knows that there are such gurus and disciples he refers arjun to them so that their greatness be known construction of the samadhi mandir baba never made any fuss about things which he wanted to accomplish but he so skillfully arranged the circumstances that the people were surprised at the slow but sure results attained the construction of the samadhi mandir is an instance shriman babu saheb buti the famous multimillionaire of nagpur lived in shiradi with his family once an idea arose in his mind that he should have a building of his own there sometime after this while he was sleeping in dikshitwada he got a vision baba appeared in his dream and ordered him to build a wada with a temple shama who was sleeping there also got a similar vision when babu saheb awoke he saw shama crying and asked the latter as to why he was in tears shama replied that in his vision baba came to him and ordered distinctly build the wada with the temple i shall fulfill the desires of all on hearing the sweet and loving words of baba i was overpowered with emotion my throat was choked my eyes were overflowing with tears and i began to cry babu saheb was surprised to see that both their visions tallied being a rich and capable man he decided to build a wada there and drew up a plan with shama kaka saheb dikshit also approved of it and when it was placed before baba he also sanctioned it immediately then the construction work was duly started and under the supervision of shama the ground floor the cellar and the well were completed baba on his way to and from lendi also suggested some improvements further work was entrusted to babu saheb jo and when it was going on an idea struck babu saheb buti's mind that there should be an open space or platform and in the center the image of murlidhar be installed he asked shama to refer this matter to baba and get his consent the latter asked baba about this when he was just passing by the wada on hearing shama baba gave his consent saying after the temple is complete i will come there and stay and staring at the wada he added after the wada is complete we shall use it ourselves we shall live move and play there embrace each other and be happy then shama asked baba whether this was the auspicious time to begin the foundation work of the central room of the shrine baba answered in the affirmative then shama got a coconut broken there and started the work in due time the work was completed and an order was also placed for making a good image of murlida but before it was ready a new situation turned up baba became seriously ill babu saheb became very sad and dejected thinking that if baba passed away his wada would not be consecrated by the holy touch of baba's feet 
and all his money would be wasted away but the words keep me in the vada which came out of baba's mouth just before his passing away consoled not only babu sahib but one and all in due time baba's holy body was placed and preserved in the central shrine meant for murlidhar and baba himself became murlidhar and the vada thus became the samadhi mandir of sai baba his wonderful leela is unfathomable blessed and fortunate is babu sahib booty in whose vada lies the holy and pure body of baba bow to shri sai peace be to all